Absolutely listen to Radio Sangam on 107.9 FM uh, on 107.9 FM here from the heart of West Yorkshire in Huddersfield and of course on DAB Digital in Glasgow Manchester and uh, Birmingham and saying uh, a very good morning to all of our listeners around the world that have downloaded our app and of course you can listen to us on our smart speaker as well or on your smart speaker that is uh, just uh, say hello Radio Sangam and uh, he'll hear what we're playing here as well and uh, saying a very good morning to everybody listening uh, to us uh, in uh, Glasgow, Manchester, Birmingham, uh, Halifax, Kirklees of course and uh, Wakefield, Bradford and all the surrounding cities and towns around us and saying a good morning to all our listeners on Link FM in Sheffield and Rotherham who have connected up with us this morning as well uh, saying a good morning to you here from uh, Radio Sangam in Huddersfield. Hope you're all well. It's a miserable day today for some reason and uh, quite a contrast to the lovely weather that we've had uh, <laughs> the past few days. But it's going to be mainly cloudy with mist and fog on coasts and hills. Uh, though perhaps locally brighter in the north for some time a little later on, a band of showery rain will move northwards through the day. And there'll be some brighter spells developing later in the far south and east. We're looking at a maximum temperature of 18 degrees Celsius. And uh, tonight it will become dry and mostly clear during the evening with rain in the north and west easing. Some mist and low cloud returning overnight but remaining dry. Uh, minimum temperature of 8 degrees Celsius. Now, um, have you found it difficult uh, coping with having your children at at home? Have you uh, found teaching them uh, a little bit uh, <laughs> challenging let's say and uh, you've thought to yourselves oh god uh, you know i didn't realize how difficult teachers had it in uh, in school now that you've had to do some of that stuff for yourself and um, and then uh, have you struggled to do some other work with them besides english maths and science or anything else that you've been trying to do uh, things that your children might be interested in so for example music or art or or anything like that as well. Uh, well, there is an organisation in Kirklees uh, called Evoke that's um, been inspirational in uh, in the work that they do. It's uh, Evoke in Kirklees is the cultural educational partnership and they provide opportunities uh, for children and young people to benefit from the amazing and creative cultural offer that's across the borough. And of course, uh, our children are so creative nowadays, not just on social media, but uh, on various other things as well and we've got Greg from Evoke with us uh, this morning very good morning to you Greg how are you I'm um, very well thank you and yes it is quite a miserable day here <laughs> <laughs> it is it is but in Yorkshire we're used to that sort of thing uh, and we'll, we'll go through it uh, as well um, Evoke is it was set up really uh, when the curriculum changed and the um, Emphasis, I suppose, in the curriculum became English and maths, and it's a partnership or funded certainly from the Arts Council England uh, and various other organisations, maybe. Uh, tell us a little bit more about yourselves for our listeners who may not be aware of the work that you do here in Kirklees. Sure. So, as you say, Evoke is the name that we've given to uh, the Kirklees Cultural Education Partnership, uh, which is an, an initiative that happens in uh, most regions across uh, uh, England. And really, as you say, it's a response to how creativity was really starting to be cut out of the school curriculum, but also how a lot of um, cuts uh, to local councils that occurred due to austerity measures 
meant that there was really a lack of uh, informal learning spaces for uh, children and young people. And so Evoke, uh, as all cultural education partnerships, is really it's a network. Uh, it's a network of partners made up from uh, the health sector, the education sector, the local council, as well as arts and cultural organizations. And really what we try and do is act as a mechanism so that we can really help facilitate working relationships between you know, teachers who want to give their pupils more arts and cultural opportunities but maybe don't know where to go, or arts organizations that have a lot of creative knowledge but don't necessarily have that access to young people. So really we find ways of making those connections either through uh, putting on festivals such as the Biennale Children's Art Festival or through uh, just other activities such as holding um, quarterly events where everyone can meet and network and connect with one another. We've we've heard so much recently about mental health and well-being and how, mm-hmm. how that's having an impact on people and of course uh, young people are not immune from, from that and in fact uh, the cases of uh, um, anxiety and depression is uh, sadly on the increase uh, with young people and uh, um, an outlet I suppose you know creativity as an outlet is so important for young young people mm-hmm. well um, yes I think it's quite interesting at Evoke uh, we actually decided at the end of 2019 that uh, because we'd spent the first couple of years setting up and building an infrastructure that once we really reviewed where we'd got to, we decided we needed to have a new direction to expand into. And really, mental health and emotional well-being is one of our prime um, themes that we're going to be following going forward. Because, as you touched on there, there's a really rich um, body of research that shows just how strongly creativity is linked to mental health and emotional well-being. And what a positive effect uh, creative activities can have. And added to that, again, as you said, I think uh, they say that most, uh, a lot of mental health issues are already developed uh, in people by the age, well, 50% of them are developed in people by the age of 14, 75% of mental health issues are developed by the age of 24. So really, um, thinking about what children and young people are going through in general, but especially during these uh, lockdown measures where that can put a lot of strain on people's mental health. I think it really does have to be a top priority. Hmm. Is there a certain age range that you work with? Uh, Because we've mentioned young people up to the age of 24 here. uh, And I know that Mm. part of you is connecting young people and creativity in Kirklees. Do you mainly work with children uh, of of school age or do you work beyond beyond that? Well, I would say... um, our sort of broad sort of uh, our aim is to work with people from age zero to age twenty four, as you've just said there. I think, as is with any kind of partnership where there's quite a grassroots mentality, you know, we're working with teachers putting in extra hours on top of their uh, daily experiences, working with community groups. You maybe in the first couple of years go where more of the energy is or more of the capacity is. So we have actually primarily worked with. Uh, primary school or sort of early teens age but really we're interested in um we're interested in all age groups and i think that's one thing we really want to do a bit more of going forward is connecting maybe with that uh 16 to 24 bracket and i think 
we'll partly be doing that by looking at our what we're calling our creative health project, which is looking at how we can encourage more people to engage with creativity to improve their mental health. But we're also going to be focusing on um, creative careers because, as I'm sure you'll know, uh, Kurt Cleese has a lot of amazing organizations and many of them really care about trying to create opportunities for that 16 to 20, 24 bracket. And really we want to just maybe see if we can help link up all these different offers that are maybe not always uh, visible to everyone across Kirklees and just make it a lot more accessible for people to gain experience in creative uh, organisations. Is, is your work mainly within schools then or do you have uh, things outside? I mean, uh, the reason why I'm asking is one of the projects that you're running um, uh, with uh, somebody called uh, Supriya Nagarajan who, who has been on Radio Singham as well talking about uh, the project that uh, she's working on, which is um, sort of looking at uh, classical uh, South Asian uh, music or cross-cultural mm-hmm. experiences uh, from the South Asian background. Uh, the project is called uh, Manasamitra. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and we, we, we've talked about that previously here on uh, Radio Singham. Um, is it schools that you're mainly focused on or, or, or is, there, is it projects that are beyond school and uh, outside of the normal school day as well? Uh, yeah, it's definitely both. I think at first there was a particular focus on schools, you know, uh, and it really was making those working relationships between educators as well and arts and cultural organisations. But I think we're also keen to really start exploring informal learning spaces, whether that be uh, youth clubs or courses held elsewhere, because I think being realistic, uh, you know, all children and young people are different, but sometimes if you want to introduce creativity, especially in terms of children and young people exploring their own kind of uh, mental health or their own ideas, sometimes it's actually, uh, it can be better to do that away from school and actually give people a bit more of a independent space to really sort of explore some of these. So, yes, we are looking at schools, but we're also hoping to branch out a bit more into other youth spaces. Yeah, of course, arts and, and creative work is not confined to the ages of zero to twenty-four. I mean, no. certainly, um, we've we've had experiences of uh, people who are in palliative care at, in hospices uh, taking up art or creative art, such as watercolor painting, etc., to help with their mental well-being as well. Uh, and I suppose if we get young people more interested in their creative side uh, maybe they could become um the supporters uh, the teachers um of, mm-hmm. of 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 possibly family members as well yeah certainly i think that kind of intergenerational uh, creativity is a really interesting area of work i know that there are other organizations such as uh, uh woven festival in kirklees that are quite interested in Yes. introducing some more of that work and thinking what productive ties could be made. because And I think that's, that possibly touches on quite an important aspect of really changing the culture around what people understand creativity to mean. And I think, as you say, you know, we're, we're aiming at children and young people, but we're hoping this will be a lifelong engagement that uh, these people take with them into the rest of their lives with creativity so that they find arts and cultural activities they can do as a hobby or as a vocation, possibly as a career, 
mm. but making uh, but really sort of changing that culture so that people understand like you know engaging in a creative activity is the same as doing exercise for your physical health you know it's it's a way of improving your personal development it's a way of managing your own mental well-being and it's not just something that you either do as a career or don't do at all i think that's something that maybe we need to help encourage uh, children and young people to understand mm, it's quite a hard nut to crack though isn't it i mean certainly uh, the vast majority of our uh, listeners here on radio sangam belong to the south asian communities uh, originally mm-hmm. having some sort of ties with uh, places like india pakistan bangladesh afghanistan those sorts of regions and uh, the this the sort of um, traditional values within those regions as far as careers are concerned uh, have been you know uh, careers such as professional careers such as you know become a optician or a doctor or a dentist or a solicitor or something like that mm-hmm. and people are, i i feel and certainly from my experience to talking to young people have not particularly been encouraged to uh, take up mm. vocations such as a music background or artist or 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 even you know uh, a smith or, or whatever you know <laughs> working with metal work or a glass worker or any any anything like that uh, I, i mean and um i suppose it's fair to say that those careers or, or those vocations are harder you know to earn a living from probably more rewarding uh in a sense but uh, maybe harder to m- make you know a, a decent living living from i mean what what would you say to some of our parents out there that you know who might have some budding young artists musicians mm-hmm. at home uh, and uh, are chomping at the bit to kind of uh, let their creative juices flow but the parents are saying yeah well that's all okay but you know the reality is that that's not really going to bring you a brighter future um you need to concentrate mm. on something else at school you know sure well i think so that's really interesting insight and i think that idea of uh, having a more traditional perspective of the job market or careers where you do go for these more uh, set job roles is something that you actually see across all communities and i think there is a feeling that you know some of our schools or even some of our careers advisors or sometimes maybe slightly out of date with some of the advice that is given in terms of opportunities for instance i think if you look at a lot of young people let's call them or millennials you'll find that a lot of people actually doing multiple jobs or a combination of part-time work and often you'll find people are both following a more conventional career path whilst also following a slightly more passion project but so i do think there is a kind of change in our economic landscape that needs addressing but at a more practical level going back to what you said about you know what advice would you give i think it's important and you'll know this you know being part of a radio station to realize that there's actually a lot of hidden jobs in any creative industry that often aren't seen so for instance if people are into music the assumption is that they want to be a performer they want to be the person on a stage in front of hundreds of thousands of people but actually there's a lot of other roles within that industry that are attainable that are achievable whether you're somebody helping create uh, the lighting design for a stage or helping do the sound mixing or helping do the marketing and promoting there's a lot of uh, creative positions around that one central role that often seems unattainable or unrealistic and i think 
I think more needs to be done to show that there are pathways into those kinds of roles. We need to make those roles more visible. We need to make the pathways easier. And we also need to make sure that they don't just go to people uh, who are from more privileged backgrounds who either have a family or friends with connections or just maybe have a bit more of an understanding of what possibilities are out there. Absolutely. And and things like creativity also enhance other aspects of uh, your connectivity and, and, and your mind and your and your brain certainly um, you know research shows that those those children that are musically inclined sometimes uh, outperform in uh, mathematics than than other children that may not be so you know there are those connections that may not be uh, visible I mean, where where uh, we we are multidisciplinary here and uh, at this moment in time uh, in our organization where we're in the process of uh, putting together a, a green studio for 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 young mm. young people to come and make sort of um uh, more professionally based sort of videos uh, youtube videos or whatever you know for uh, for them to uh, explore their creativity or become a comedian for the day and that sort of thing, you know, <laughs> to yeah. see to see what they like. But we've 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 found it quite challenging because we we've found that there's a lot of young people that uh, want to do that. Uh, obviously, uh, coronavirus has stopped some of that happening at this mm-hmm. moment in time. But uh, once we get through uh, this sort of stage, um, we've found a lot of young people who are really engaged with. With wanting to do that, but they've uh, they've felt that they they don't have the support from uh, family members, uh, you know, to for the or they don't seem to have the encouragement to come along, you know, uh, mm. to do that. And 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 I think you're right, you know, with multi uh, sort of intergenerational um, connectivity, maybe uh, some of the uh, parents, grandparents might uh, find it easier to understand um, why young people might want to become more creative, and and there are jobs, you know. So, for example, here we have uh, people that are uh, presenters, uh, and then there's producers, and then there's sound engineers, and then there's researchers, and all sorts of things. So it, it's it's not just kind of um, um, uh, you know there's background work. Interestingly, though, mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming from uh, the South Asian background, uh, India in particular, with with its Bollywood background, um, mm. acting, drama, music is is so high on the agenda and such a huge industry as well, um, and and modelling and, and and that sort of thing. Yet yeah, we we do find that there is this distinct difference between yes, we really enjoy what we see, but it's somebody else's job, not your job, not our job, sort of thing. Uh, and yet, um, uh, people from South Asian backgrounds absolutely love uh, watching films and listening to to music, and uh, is is part of the sort of cultural norm, really. So I find it interesting these two opposing viewpoints within within the community of um, loving art yet not wanting to be a part of art you know being passive engagement mm-hmm. rather than actively engaging the the children and the yeah. young people that come to you do you, do you see a, a, a diversity within them well I think I mean I think what you're saying is yeah really spot on and I think that's an attitude that goes back generations really doesn't it that idea of at one point loving and really respecting the creative industries but then also just assuming that they're completely unattainable and 
you know, in an, on another planet or something from the everyday existence. But I think what you find with young people now, and this goes, you know, this has been developing over the last decade or two, is just really that um, the change in media with the increase of um, internet, you know, the people putting up YouTube videos, the way the music industry's changed, where most music available for free, so there's a lot more emphasis on playing live gigs. I think in some ways people do see um, these kind of positions as being more attainable, as more accessible, because there isn't such a large gap. You know, when certainly even when I was growing up, the idea of having possession of a camera was something that you'd need a lot of money to get hold of, you know, if you wanted to create a short film or something. Now everybody's got quite a high-definition camera in their pocket. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people. And I think that does change the attitudes and the mindsets of young people. I still think there's a big gap between them having the confidence and support system to actually making to making those next steps. You know, it's and this is something where again I think pr uh, ideas around class and privilege can be quite a factor in people's successful pathways. Uh, in following their creative uh, passions because really it's, it's like to become a writer for instance it's not just about being good at your craft writing a good story and then suddenly throwing it out there it actually requires a whole uh, support network of people mentoring you helping you develop your craft showing you what platforms you can express yourself on uh, connecting you with other uh, other writers or other publishers and really, that's the kind of infrastructure that I think is still lacking in many areas. So, for instance, you offering studio space to young people, that's already such a major step towards offering that infrastructure. And I think, as you say, while still parents might sometimes be, uh, maybe don't still quite understand even when there is an offer there, I think that's where people like youth workers can really do some amazing work. I used to be part of a youth centre in Bristol where, you know, we had a recording studio and the kids were just, you know, queuing up to use it. And that, But part of the reason was we had really good facilitators. You know, we had actual musicians, we had DJs, we had rappers, we'd work with the young people and really build their confidence, make them want to be in the space. So I think that's it. It's a whole package. So giving people the means and the tools is one thing, but actually just building... Uh, that support network is the most important thing. Absolutely. I mean, I remember um, a million years ago when I was at school, um, we had a, a, a sort of an after-school club, which was uh, the photography club, you know, and we had a dark mm. room and we had all the chemicals and you, you'd take some pictures and you'd learn about photography and you, you, you'd develop those photographs. Obviously, everything's digital now, uh, but you'd go, you'd go through the process of developing a, an image and... Uh, and experimenting w with it. Um, schools are under immense pressure nowadays, uh, and although I believe uh, teachers do value creativity, uh, the pressure, the external pressures, and things like league tables and things, uh, you know, have, have pushed creativity, and sports for that matter as well, a bit further uh, down, down, I suppose, the priority sort of list uh, for people, um, although it's it's valuable, um, you know the comp competitive nature of education that it has become now, 
uh, makes it very, very difficult for some schools to perform. But yet those schools that I would consider are those leaders within schools who are enlightened, uh, embrace creativity to enhance the curriculum and support mm-hmm. the other uh, aspects of the curriculum as well through through creativity. I mean, you could learn uh, maths through rhythm, through music, you know, uh, uh, you can... Uh, you know, do English literature, uh, you know, le- learn uh, poetic uh, pentameters, you know, through uh, uh, rhythm and sound and that sort of thing, you know. So so it is uh, very, very important. Do you, do you work with a lot of schools within Kirklees or uh, a, a select uh, few at this moment in time? Uh- uh, at the moment, we, uh, it's mainly through our activities that we work with schools. So we have a, an associate learning partner, which is a position at Kirklees Council. And they not only help us connect with schools in terms of our communications, but they also help us enlist schools in some of the activities we help set up. So we had the RBNLA Children's Festival, uh, which um, helped bring together arts and cultural organisations and school groups, uh, I think we had about 10 participating schools, uh, to put on uh, activities together. But then we also have other aspects of our work, such as working with schools and seeing if they're interested in um, enlisting in ArtsMark or Arts Award programmes, which are other arts council initiatives that help uh, introduce uh, a kind of an additional creative curriculum um, two schools to do uh, if they have any free periods or if they want support and uh, creative activities. But we really are, I mean, I think what you were saying before about there being a lot of pressure on schools, that is that is an issue because, you know, you might have the best intentions in the world and you want to help schools, but if you, you've got to be careful you're not just putting on more pressure by sort of reaching out and lots of other organisations reaching out to schools and flooding them with different offers that they either don't have the time for or the money for or both. And I think there are some of the challenges that you can only really overcome by designing your projects with teachers. So that's why a lot of our work is co-produced. We are a partnership of educators, um, cultural organisations, council members, because unless you have teachers in the room, you're never really going to be able to provide for them in the way they need. And yeah, I think, I guess, I think that's I a really that, good point, you know. Yeah, and I guess that's just our main tactic around it. But also that's another reason why we're also looking at informal use spaces, such as with Kirkley Youth Alliance or the Huddersfield Town Foundation Trust, thinking of ways where we can maybe do stuff with some of these groups and then help, and then let the teachers know that these are places they can direct their pupils to for after school or weekend work. Yeah, so if there's anybody that's listening out there, a young person or, or a parent, and they, they want to get more involved or find out more, is, is it through uh, the informal network, maybe their child is attending a youth club or through their school, or can they directly get in touch with yourselves and find out about where it is that you're kind of... Um, um, providing your services I suppose yeah so I mean the best way is to get in touch uh, via email which mm-hmm. is inf- info at org. we also have a network meeting coming up on July 7th 
which will be 4 p.m. till 6 p.m. Now, we host three network meetings per year. This one's obviously going to be uh, by video conference, but this is but they're a really great opportunity for anyone who's interested to meet people who are already partners of Evoke or want to learn more about Evoke or raise any ideas of what needs to happen in the Kirklees uh, landscape. So, yeah, so you can get in touch via the email and, you can, and people are also welcome to attend our next network meeting. Absolutely. We'll have that, some of that information on our website and we'll uh, tweet it and put it on our Facebook, etc., etc. Uh, so that's info at, uh, info at org uh, if you want further information and if you want to uh, re-listen to uh, this conversation it'll be podcast in a couple of hours as well on uh, radiosingham.co.uk and uh, maybe you can re-listen and find out more information from there Uh, and finally greg uh, tell us about a project that you're really proud of or something that's really excited you something that's maybe coming up or something that you've already done and you thought oh this was something innovative and uh, uh, you know, you you, sure. you really enjoyed being part of that. Yep. So I, I'm new to Evoke. Uh, I joined in March, but I've already seen some just amazing work being done across Kirklees. Uh, one I'd like to highlight is one that was done in, in direct response to the COVID nineteen lockdown, and uh, that was being produced by the Children's Art School and Kirklees Youth Alliance, and that's the Arts Drop, which. Um, which is where we're delivering art packs to uh, uh, 350 of the most at-risk children and young people in Kirklees. And these art packs contain um, art materials and also activities for children and young people to engage with. Because one thing that we have noticed is that um, whilst there has been some really inspiring online uh, activities that have been put out there by some great organisations, we still do have to address the fact that there are many children and young people who do not have access to the internet or don't have access to personal devices. They're really trying to get provide children and young people with the art materials, with uh, activities they can follow on their own at home is a really vital, uh, valuable uh, initiative at the moment. And that was and that was put together by the Children's Art School and Kirkley's Youth Alliance. And at Evoke, we're currently hoping to support that by sourcing some extra funding. So so what would a typical art pack contain? Well, really basic stuff from uh, paint pens, scissors, um, sellotape, you name it. Basically anything that you need to then follow the activities which um, the Children's Art School has created with all their experience in delivering art lessons to children and it's really just a way of making sure that uh children young people who obviously they're out they're out of school but not just that some some households are less stable than others or some people find it uh, with their own work they're finding it difficult to look after their children and young people so it's really just a way of offering a bit of support uh, from local community groups that are passionate about helping young people well, Greg, it's been lovely speaking to you this morning and uh, finding out more about Evoke and uh, the work, the wonderful work that you're doing, your organisation and your colleagues out there that are doing and how you're connecting with people. And uh, certainly I would encourage anybody that that's inclined to uh, be creative or, you know, I've always feared creativity at some point, you know, to, uh, just get in touch and uh, find out more about how you can be involved or your family members can be involved in uh, 
you know, uh, sometimes it's that first step that's difficult. And if you take that first step, you'll you'll possibly really enjoy what you're what you're doing, and you might find uh, a different part of you, a different side of you uh, that you've uh, didn't know existed. You've recently discovered, or uh, you knew about it, and you can enhance it through the various projects that Evoca are supporting throughout Kirklees. Uh, Greg, thanks a lot. Any final words from you? No, just that it's been uh, really nice chatting with you, and I hope to connect with uh, your own project more in the future. Sounds really interesting. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, uh, Greg, and uh, look forward to uh, talking to you about any future projects coming along as well. All right.